0: To make your fantasy a reality, with the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and y, this is DFS Down Under.
1: Hi and welcome back to another episode of DFS Down Under. I am Josh Why, and I'm joined again by. Daryl Data from Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. How are you going, Daryl?
0: Yeah, good thanks. Um uh, interesting week.
1: <laughs> yeah, it has how been about you? yeah, not too bad. And and last week we we did okay. I feel like a lot of the running backs sort of let us down, but um I just wish I played the right combos of the receivers I mentioned, obviously Funchess and Juju and Robbie Anderson all did well, but across the board I, I think with my suggestions, I'm not sure how you went. Um. Apart from wide receiver, it was a bit of a, bit of a down week for me in fantasy.
0: Um, yeah, well, I had a profitable week, but a marginally profitable week. Um. Lots of kind of cash line lineups yep. um, carried by kind of one or two players, but nobody really that kind of exploded and sort of put us up there in competition for the big prizes, which is, I guess, what you're all after really in tournament play.
1: Yep. There's a, not as big of a slate this week, obviously, with six teams on by, but let's Let's get into week eleven, and we have some interesting matchups. Um, the Chiefs, the biggest favorite this week, versus the Giants coming off the bye. Andy Reid, sixteen and two after the bye, so that's um, some good little nuggets for our uh, fantasy users. Is they're very efficient when given two weeks uh, to prepare, and the Giants are bad, and that's why. And I'll start us off. Uh, the quarterback, I've got Alex Smith as one of my plays this week. Um, Eight thousand of money Ball, fifteen thousand nine hundred on. Uh, draft stars, and the Giants have pretty much given up. Um, If you watched the game last week, Janoris uh, Jenkins, Jack Rabbit, um, he just gave up on defense, so I think um, Smith could connect really well with uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and I've mentioned them as well later in the show as a good stack, but I think uh, Smith should have a big game, and and the New York Giants have allowed 31 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks now three games in a row. Uh,
0: Yeah, I don't mind that play at all. As you say, any kind of um, spot like that, where you've got a big favourite viable play. Um, your concern, obviously, is they go ahead early and just end up running the ball to run down the clock, so you don't get quite as many minutes out of him. But um, yep. yeah, no objection to the play. I think it's a decent one. And I think you've still got the problem with quarterbacks of them all, there's quite a lot of them that are around about the same value level. Yep. Um, and it's going to be, again, a reasonably tough selection.
1: Yep. My other play is Carson Wentz for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Very similar price, almost identical. Um, the Cowboys are allowing an average of 19.3 fantasy points a game to opposing quarterbacks. But over the last sort of five weeks, that, that's gone up a little bit. And now Sean Lee is out, um, who's arguably one of their best players on defense. So I think Carson Wentz should have a good game in, in a sort of a division rivalry in prime time. I think that's a perfect game for Carson Wentz. Who do, who does the cruncher like this week? I think Matt Ryan is a name that I have seem to be getting a lot.
0: Yeah, Ryan comes up a lot. Um, you're still getting... Your fair share of cheap uh, Hudley lineups. Um, Drew Brees yep. obviously is the other big Saints, the other big favourite this week. Yep. Um, Carson Wentz comes up a little bit. He's outside the kind of top four lineups, but you do see him a bit, and I don't mind him. Um, so we have Wentz on seventeen point nine versus seventeen point six for Smith. Yep, and that I think you'd fancy that kind of Cowboys uh, game to be a bit. Closer. Um, I think he's got a 48 total. So I think you've got more chance of that one kind of going down to the wire, potential for overtime and potentially kind of both quarterbacks throwing in a bit more.
1: Yep. Is uh, Hunley a guy that you're uh, running? That was a good stack last week. I think you mentioned Hunley and Adams, and it would have been a low percentage play, um, and that seemed to pay off
0: yeah that was responsible for quite a few of my caches. um nice yeah i i don't mind to play again um i still like he's what 6400 on moneyball i think yep. um Eleven thousand draft stars so i think you're still getting more value out of him um and yeah i, I wouldn't object to playing him again this week i the stacks are a bit trickier um I think some of the wide receiver fighters have shifted around just a little bit, um, but, yeah, I, I'll i have a few of him as a game.
1: Yeah, I'm finding myself not doing as many sacks just the last couple of weeks, but I think this week mm. I uh, I am going to go back down that route um, with, with Alex Smith, uh, a couple with Tyreek Hill, a couple with Kelsey, but if I do go Wentz, then I might look at someone like Alshon Jeffrey as well. Um, is there any wide receivers? We might just jump ahead. Is there any wide receivers that the Cruncher really liked? Um, in terms of even even just not even stacking options, um, just outright options as well. So yeah,
0: um, Devontae Adams comes up quite a bit. I think he's still kind of a decent value play. There's Brian, you've got a few of those kind of players in high-scoring games. Um, Julio Jones is still there. Well, there are pouts on the cruncher. Yeah. Um, it's that same argument I've made a few times, right? That once somebody's proven they've got the skills, eventually they're going to kind of bounce back, and I think yep. he's still at that kind of price level where there's some value in him.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, no Devontae Freeman as well means that we might see a, a little bit more of a running attack, uh, uh throwing attack. Sorry, from um, sorry, from the Falcons into in this matchup. Although I do like Tevin Coleman this week. As I jump back to running back, I'm going all over the shop, but um, he's definitely one of my running back plays this week. Freeman's out injured. Um, Coleman's in for a big sort of RB one workload, and he always seems to man you get manufactured touches anyway with Freeman in sight. So I think he's in for a a huge workload and he's available at a running back sort of two price. So he had 20 carries yeah. for 83 yards and a touchdown. And then he only had one catch for five yards. So I expect that to go up in terms of catches out of the backfield. And he's only 5,800 on money ball and 9,100 on draft stars. I think I think he's a a play that I'm going to put in a few lineups this week.
0: Yeah, I, he's definitely one I've got So I think we have him in our early week projections at 10.9. I think that potentially could move up a little bit as we kind of do the Sunday update. Um, But Draft Stars, I think he's kind of on the edge there at 9,100. Definitely. I think there's probably a few other plays I like, but yeah, 5,800 at Moneyball, I think he's a good play there.
1: Yeah, I definitely think he's a good play at Moneyball. Someone that's cheaper on Draft Stars, and you know um, he's the starter, and I know he plays for a bad team, but I do like Doug Martin's matchup against the Dolphins this week. He had 20 carries last week against the Jets, so if he gets that type of workload against Miami, who have been really, really bad over the last three or four weeks against running backs? So Alex Collins went off. Marshall Lynch, he got sixty something yards, but he got two touchdowns. And then Jonathan Stewart had a huge game. McCaffrey had a huge game. Even Cameron Artis Payne broke off some big runs last week. So I think <laughs> um, you know, as they try to give Fitzpatrick less of a sh- less of a role, they're going to run the- run the ball a lot. And I think Doug Martin's a good play, especially at draft stars. Only seven thousand three hundred fifty, whereas Moneyball he's yep. six thousand two hundred.
0: Yes, we have Martin at 12.3 on the early week projections, and yeah, 73.50 on draft size, I think he's a good play. Um, He's also, I think, a very high-ceiling play. Um, You've got the potential that he could go off for a massive score, and at that price if he has a massive score, obviously you're kind of in the top probably 10-15%, so Um, worth a go, I
1: think. Yeah, definitely. And my last sort of running backs that I like, uh, and it depends on what platform you are, is uh, Dion Lewis and Rex Burkhead. So the Raiders are are Mm. 28th in DVOA versus running backs in terms of receiving yards. So so running backs average 7.5 catches and 54 yards a game. And we know New England love throwing to their running backs. It seems to be their bread and butter. Um, And the Raiders' defense, they've allowed a running back to score or gain 90 total yards now in eight games in a row. So I definitely like... Uh, Dion Lewis at Moneyball, they're both the same price at five thousand eight hundred. Um, but uh, sorry, I like Rex Burkhead at Moneyball. They're the same price, but Dion Lewis is um, actually cheaper by a considerable margin at Draft Stars, and he seems to be at least the starter. Um, so he's six thousand seven hundred at Draft Stars. I think he's a bargain at Draft Stars.
0: Yeah, um, so Dion Lewis is one of those players that the model always has a bit of a soft spot for, I've noticed. And any time that he's kind of projected to start or projected to have some decent usage, he comes up on the puncher. I remember mentioning him in our week one podcast, I think, yep. um, when we didn't quite know what the rotation was going to look like um, in New England. But yeah, I, I, Dion Lewis, I think we've got him down to sort of 8.4 at the moment. And again, as we kind of go through a few of the training sessions beforehand and some of the reports come out, We'll kind of see what the usage looks like. But I think he's another one that could go up and another play that I quite like.
1: Yeah. Last week, uh, the cruncher liked DeMarco Murray, and that, and that panned out really well. What what do they like this week? What's what's a running back that's uh, sort of popping up a lot?
0: Um, So we'll see Freeman's out now, um, which will sort of reflect in our update. Um, Kareem Hunt comes up a little bit. you um, you still got a bit of a bias towards some of the older guys. Uh, McCoy, Peterson still come up. Um, I don't know. If, I think that's partly again what I said about kind of skills in the past, but again, whether they're going to get the usage. Um, Melvin Gordon comes up quite a bit. I'm um, just scanning over a couple of these other lineups, but yes, um, DeMarco Murray's in there again. It's a similar kind of batch of names. Um, and yeah, Kareem Hunt, I think, is one that's kind of been ignored by the cruncher for a few weeks now, but um, seems to be reappearing. Maybe his prices adjusted slightly.
1: Yeah, he's had a bit of a down month, so uh it's interesting the crunch is back on board with the Krimhunt. Everyone's sort of jumping off, so it's interesting. Yeah. Uh it could uh, be the a... same argument. Yeah. That's right. Um <laughs> uh, I touched on wide receiver before. Uh Hill Kill yeah. was a name I mentioned in terms of stacking with with uh Alex Smith. I think he's a boom or bus player, so I think he has a really high ceiling. So he's uh, you know, very likely to go for, you know, three catches for thirty five yards, or he could go for You know, a 97-yard touchdown against the Giants um, quite easily. Um, Another wide receiver I like in this game is Sterling Shepard against the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are uh, are not great against uh, wide receivers. I think they're ranked... um, I'm just checking my notes here. Yeah, they they come into this game allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers. So it is definitely a play that I like. Uh, I, I just think he's target floor is really high. So the last two weeks since he's come back from injury, 16 catches, 212 yards on 22 targets. So he's actually only had one touchdown this season too. So um, you could see some touchdown regression back the other way. I know just because he hasn't scored means that he's due. That's a silly argument. But um, when you're getting that many targets, surely one uh, should end in the end zone sooner rather than later. So I like Sterling Shepard as well.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's a silly argument. It's not necessarily regression back to the mean or anything, right? It's just that if someone's getting that amount of targets, then you'd expect them a few of those to be in the end zone, and you'd expect them to catch a few of them. Um, Yeah, Shepard, I think, not a bad play. We have him at 7.5 on the crunch chart. Obviously, that's fairly low, but he's one of those players with quite a bit of standard deviation, and as you point out, uh, he's getting the catches. just got to get a few of them in the end zone. That's where wide receivers are getting their points.
1: Yep. Uh, two other wide receivers I like uh, Devante Parker against the uh, Buccaneers. The Bucks have allowed 13 receivers this year to, to gain 85 yards um, or score a touchdown. So I, I don't mind Jarvis Landry as well in, in more of a money ball format. Uh, I mean, sorry, Draft Stars format because it's full PPR, but I think Devante Parker could have a good game. And Jeremy Macklin against the Packers. So um, he heads into week 11 with 11 catches for 151 yards and a touchdown on 14 targets in his previous two games. So... Um, he's definitely a pretty quietly consistent running back when he uh, wide receiver when he plays. Um, he's just had some injury issues. But when he's on the field, he's been uh, definitely the apple in Joe Flacco's eye. But uh, they're four guys that I like this week.
0: Yes, we have Parker at 9.6. So we have um, at 9.3. Uh, those are kind of similar value, similar price plays. Um, I don't necessarily have anything against either of them. Neither of them sort of come up prominently in the lineups at the moment. But, yeah. I think they're worth certainly plays worth considering if you're kind of putting in a few lineups.
1: Yep, we touched on wide receiver before, but is there any others that yep. sort of surprised you that that popped up? Um,
0: nothing that massively popped up. Like I said, um, there's a few kind of names re-emerging. Um, you've got the kind of Mike Evans yep. um, coming up for the Tampa Bay, but I think you've got. I think there's a couple of interesting things this week. Right, you've got the um, high altitude game.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: so you've got Patriots Raiders. So that's something that. Is somewhat novel to the to any kind of statistical approximation of a player's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of adjustments, I think, for see what kind of impact that has. Um, and then obviously we've got those kind of high-scoring games. And so the so Giants players, for example, I don't necessarily mind, even though they're kind of big underdogs, because if you're down ten. 14, 17, 20 points, you're going to be throwing every time. Yep. So that just means more targets, more catches.
1: Yeah, I definitely like, you know, players in that that Washington-New Orleans game, the New England-Oakland uh, game, and in, in Philly and Dallas. They have the three highest totals. So um, we didn't have to- quite have totals this high uh, last week, so hopefully something, uh, something for the fantasy players uh, this week. Um, moving on to tight end, uh, I am just, this is an easy one. I'm taking the... Um, the low hanging fruit here, I'm taking Travis Kelsey against the Giants. Start your tight ends against the Giants every single week. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. a stack with Alex Smith. It's pretty simple. I'm going to start Travis Kelsey. You watch now, this is the week. You know, the number one tight end in fantasy you probably doesn't end up scoring against the Giants. Um, it'll probably be their backup, Demetrius Harris, that'll end up getting the touchdown.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, as you say, it's kind of been your mantra recently, and, uh, um... yep. It's worked pretty well so far. Calcet, obviously, probably one of the more expensive tight ends yep. that will have fallen into that start your tight ends against the Giants argument. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, whether how much you'll get from him, whether you'll get enough from him to justify kind of the increase in price over some of the alternatives, I'm not sure. We have him projected, I think, 12.7, which is kind of, you know, wide receiver level points. So, yep. yeah, you'd expect him to do okay. It's... Um, a play that is going to cost you a decent portion of your salary, though.
1: Definitely prefer him on Moneyball because he's not quite the top tier price yet. He's still yeah. below Gronk and uh, Zach Ertz by you know mm. five hundred dollars. So um, I definitely prefer him there. Draft stars. It's harder with that twelve thousand four hundred salary to to yeah. make do. So I'll try and look around and see what else I like. Uh, you mentioned Giants receivers before. Evan Ingram is is kind of a receiver playing in that tight end slot for them at the moment with all their injuries. So he's someone. Uh, to consider as well. Uh, a cheaper option that I really like, and it's a, it's a real pod play, uh, I, it, it's a really risk reward is Mercedes Lewis. So, Cleveland allow the third most fantasy points to, uh, amongst tight ends, so they've allowed a tight end to score a touchdown in the last couple of games, and Mercedes Lewis is a guy. If you look at his, uh, stats this year, it's, it is literally boom or bust with him, so, uh, He's someone. If you want to run the gauntlet and trust Blake Bortles, um, you, you might end up <laughs> hating me, but it could it could wreak rewards. But he's just a, I always try to like a, a cheapy option to throw in for the for people listening. So he's my sort of low, uh, cost play this week.
0: Yeah, he's. Like I say we only have him projected. I think like two point seven to make at the moment. Ugh. But he's that kind <laughs> of high ceiling. Yeah. Well, relative high ceiling for the yep. price. Um, so yeah, I don't mind that um, There's still a few injuries around Titan seems to be one of those positions where Every Sunday I'm checking to see who's yeah. actually Going to be playing um, But yeah, I mean, you've got Delaney Walker uh, Hunter Henry I think is 5,300 at um, Moneyball He is, yep um, <laughs> not think we've got him projected for eight I think in that game so he's not one that I hate but yeah I, for me that position is going to be a bit of a watch and wait and see who's actually going to be starting
1: yeah it's hard because Jordan Reed's questionable every single week yeah. and um you know he's he's just such a good player that he can change a lot of your projections especially for Washington's offense so um that's something to monitor, obviously, on a Sunday night. So it's part of the advantage of yeah. staying up and doing your research. It, it reeks the rewards. Um, I don't mind uh, Vernon yeah. Davis as well if Jordan Reed is out because he's a lot cheaper, obviously, and it's hard to go past yeah. Zach Ertz if you want to pay the premium. Uh, all right, moving on to... And
0: Ertz is still questionable too as well, right?
1: Oh, that's right. He is too. So yeah,
0: if he, that's that problem. Yeah. If
1: he is out, uh, someone like Trey Burton, I think it is Burton, is the, the backup. Um, you mm. know, when when Ertz uh, was out, he ended up scoring uh, a touchdown. He only had two catches, but 41 yards in a, a touchdown. So he's only four thousand six hundred. So could be an option for you. Um, if you want to look at him on that's Moneyball price. I need to find him on Draft Stars. But yeah, he he'd be a cheap option.
0: Yeah, um, it's definitely one worth watching. I think it's like read Ertz, both kind of premium selections that come up in the crunch a lot, and. It's just a case of waiting to see if they're going to play or not. And as you say, there's probably really good alternatives in the backups if they don't, Um, that suddenly get sort of catapulted in at cheap prices.
1: Yeah. Especially Vernon Davis. Like he's last, he's actually been really solid. Like I actually thought his career was pretty much over, but when he stepped up in, in Jordan Reed's absence, he's actually been quite a uh, productive player. So, and especially the way Ertz is playing as well, it doesn't really matter the talent level because you know that they're in an offense that's, that's throwing the ball a lot and, and making a lot of yards. So um mm-hmm. definitely, something to monitor on Sunday night or or Monday yep. morning, depending on um, how you approach your uh, NFL uh, <laughs> right Red evenings. zone action, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk defense. what What defenses are you looking at this week?
0: Um, so we just I'm just checking my notes here. So we have quite a bit of um, Minnesota showing up, which is perhaps weird. That's a kind of forty five and a half point total game. Um, but I think it's kind of one that comes up from that kind of offensive defense scoring that I've talked about a few times. Yep. Um, elsewhere, and Jaguars is kind of, a again, another kind of weird one in that way, but there's a few kind of cheap prices. Um, Jaguars are 5,600, Vikings are 4,600, Eagles are 4,700. Um, I think it's, yeah, as always, it's a little bit of a variation. Obviously, you're going to want to avoid that kind of high-altitude game um, and you're going to want to avoid a couple of those kind of really high total games as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I avoided all of those. But I, I like the Cardinals against the Texans. Uh, they're four thousand six hundred on on Moneyball, five thousand five hundred on Draft star. So Savage in his last mm. two games, he's been sacked five times. He's had two picks, and they've only scored a combined twenty one points. Um, he also had a pick six, came back on a penalty, as well. So he should have, uh, you know, conceded a lot more. And the Cardinals. They're very opportunistic defense. Um, they've had some some whiffs, but when you get a, presented a matchup like this, um, I think they can definitely hit the quarterback and, and make some plays, and they are quite cheap uh, options yeah. for you. Uh, you know, just two weeks ago, 13 points against San Fran, so that's something to to look at. And the charges against the Bills, and that's partly because Tyrod Taylor isn't playing, so um, Tyrod Taylor, obviously very mobile quarterback, can move around, get things done with his feet. Nathan Peterman, the complete opposite, Um, And now he's facing Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, who have just been pounding quarterbacks all year. So the Chargers' defense has actually been quietly consistent. Um, They've had four games with at least 11 fantasy points in their past five games. So they've actually started to get really hot and now facing like a fifth-round quarterback making his debut. So I definitely think uh, the Chargers at 4,300 and 5,400 are bottom of the barrel with upside play for, uh, for punters.
0: Yep, and the Arizona game is what a thirty-eight and a half total. Of the Jacksonville games are thirty-seven total. Yep, Baltimore Green Bay is thirty-eight. So, I avoid that one if you're playing Huntley, I guess. But otherwise, yep. sort of, there's a few of those kind of really low total games to target from the defensive side this week.
1: Yeah, I've I've sensed I don't know if it's just a trend, but a lot of the totals this year have been really low compared to previous years. Mm. Um, I think it's just because there's a lot of a lot better defenses than offenses, and a lot of quarterbacks injured and things like that. So. Um, it definitely means that we 've got a little bit more options there at defense to pick, so um I normally used to pick them last, but i 've been a little bit more peculiar in terms of my picking options uh, at defense yep
0: um yeah yeah as you know i i 'm not a massive fan of defense as a fantasy yes. position, but um yeah there's <laughs> certainly some things you can look at um. Totals,
1: yeah,
0: they're a good indication, but the sort of the margin of error betting-wise, I think, on totals is significantly higher than spades. So. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, things to look at.
1: Uh, all right, well, before we let you go, a pretty short, sharp, and sweet uh, podcast. I know uh, you've had a very, very busy week, so <laughs> overall thoughts on uh, on Week 11, and uh, we look forward to speaking next week for, for Week 12, hope- hopefully cashing in in Week 11.
0: Yeah, it's, as I say, I think for me it's going to be a little bit of monitoring that kind of tight end position. Um, I think there's still a few injuries I'd like to see cleared up before I sign, kind of finalize any of my lineups. Um, but I think this should be, I think there's like a few sort of exploitable positions and exploitable games this week. There's things like that Patriots um, Raiders high altitude game where I might be looking at trying one or two lineups that kind of particularly target that game to see if, um, if in case it goes off in a massive way. Yep. Um, and then there's also a couple of kind of stacks and big total games that I'll kind of focus on as well. So for me, I think it'll be a little bit of a few general lineups and so then a few that kind of are set to capitalise if a particular set of circumstances happens. So, yeah, it should be an entertaining week. Um, obviously, the time zone change, so it's a 4 a.m. start, I think, now.
1: For, for um, you in Queensland, 5 a.m. here in, uh, uh, in New uh, South Wales, So which is great.
0: Somewhat more reasonable there.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um,
0: and it, the prize pools, I think, are much the same as they were last week. So yeah. they've held up pretty much despite the NBA. But, um, yeah, NBA obviously has still been a, a big fun daily occurrence. Yep. Um, lots of money still around for that too.
1: Yep, definitely advise people checking out uh, fantasy uh, fantasyinsider.com.au. So please head to uh, fantasyinsider.com.au slash Please try the Fantasy Insider Premium account. There's 15 other features on the Lineup Cruncher because, you know, with the Lineup Cruncher, you can just click and build up to 40 lineups in one button. But the premium gives you such more options, gives you such more variety. Um, It's helped us win cash, and I definitely check that out, especially for NBA. uh, You can sign up. It's going to help you every single day. So please check out Fantasy Insider, and Darrell will uh, speak next week and uh, look forward to it.
0: Yep, good to speak to you. Have a great weekend, everybody, and, yeah, look forward to speaking next week. check out all the best premium game fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au you can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at wooteny.com and make sure you follow each of the boys on twitter at this is woot and at jynfl or you can follow the podcast
1: at wooteny.com